okay, um, Echo's there, and it's like, oh, I guess, I guess we'll, well, we'll put it, we'll have Bellamy say, Echo, and bring the book out, but he's gonna turn to Clark and show Clark the book, and ignore Echo. <laughs> what if they're, like, laying the groundwork for a three-way? Ew. <laughs> Just, I want Echo to keep her clothes on and shut her trap. <laughs> Please. <laughs> And welcome to Made Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I am joined by my, let's see, what's an adjective to use today? Scintillating co-hosts, Shaheen and Bubs. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Um, I don't know what that is. I didn't, scintillating? I didn't consent to that, whatever that was. I, I've just decided to make this into a Mad Libs, so each time we're going to use a different adjective. Ooh, I like I it. I know, right? This I'm will just be fun. Saying, like, you, if you insulted me, I didn't agree to that. <laughs> no, no, it was good. It was good. I kind of called you like sexy and intriguing. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, we also love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain or at MayWeGeekAgain at gmail.com. Um, you are listening to episode 63, which Ooh. is just bonkers. We've been doing this forever. And we're going to be talking about The 100, season 6, episode 1. Um, season 6. Oh, this is a paragraph where I'm introducing our new introduction. Um, so, yeah, I forgot that we're that we're going to give ourselves little little intros. So if you guys can, like, give a quick little one-sentence rundown of who you are, where you are, what you're drinking, what you're eating. Well, no eating on the pod. You know yeah. what I mean. Um, Sometimes I eat, be great. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Shaheen. I live in Pittsburgh. I am a doctoral candidate in um, at the University of Pittsburgh. I study philosophy of physics. Uh, I'm originally from Iran, but I've lived most of my adult life in the U.S. And what else? It's um, a fun fact. That was it. That was your fun fact. <laughs> yeah. You have a cat. Like, how is that not your go-to? Oh, I I used to write I used to write like detective stories. What? What? Stop yeah. it! <laughs> we just made sense though because we talked like... about we talked about um, Sherlock Holmes that one time. Is that yeah. one? okay? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. We're gonna come back. We're to gonna this. have to read some of that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely not letting this one go. Um, Bubs, hi. My name is Bubbles. I live in New York City. Um, I've been here for like, oh my god, like not eight, nine years. I don't even know. According to math. Sex in the City, you're a native <laughs> now. Math. math. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like you're well, maybe not a native, but like you are a New Yorker now. Ooh, I made it. Um. Yay. Interesting fact. About about me oh boy i don't have any <laughs> um i have a dog named bonsai he is very cute and that's it did you write any kind of stories Do, uh <laughs> i have a google <laughs> drive that's filled with filthy stuff that i'll never finish probably <laughs> um there we go uh that, i'm that's joe that's a neat fact uh, that is a great fact. Uh, I'm Joe. I live in Austin, Texas. I'm a web developer and I guess TV watcher. Um, let's see, fun fact. Uh, I too am, am currently working on a fic that I haven't updated since like November and I feel terrible about that. 
Um, but I hope to hit 100,000 words on my next update, if not the one after. And that's like the longest thing I've ever committed to. That's it's weird. amazing. So it's proud. It's wild. So proud. Anyway, nobody cares. So yes, let's move on to actually talking about the ep- episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unless you guys, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. So. Episode 601, written by Jason Rothenberg, showrunner, and directed by Ed Freeman, who I actually looked up, and he actually directed not only Watch the Thrones, which was actually one of my favorites, um, but Nevermore as well. What? Yeah. Like, this dude has, like, done some, like, you know, (laughs) solid episodes. Huh. Yeah. Um, So, what were you guys' overall thoughts on this season premiere that took forever to get here? They barely did any promotion. It took forever to get a trailer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sanctum, for some reason, I always, like, when I first say it, I think that I've said it wrong and that it's a dirty word. It just, just like, it has, like, Sanctum, a dirty like, ring like san- to it. Like Santorum? Yeah, something. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I'm always like, oh, no, no. And then I'm like, no, I said it right. It just sounds dirty. It's like Santorum, yeah. scrotum, scrotum, <laughs> taint. Yeah, it's it's got a whole. It's it's a very undercarriagey thing. Taint. Yeah. Well, it, it isn't it supposed to remind you of uh, uh, sanctuary. It doesn't, unless you think of the the spot between the balls and the that's- anus as a sanctum, <laughs> as a sanctuary. Wait, that's- I don't know. Wait, what do you call that space? A taint? Okay. Yeah, that's called a taint. <laughs> well, some I've 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 met people who actually called it the chode, but that's incorrect. No, a chode that's, is that's a very a, specific a sh- kind of penis. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Well anyway, um, what was your take this. on the episode, Sheen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do my best to wrangle this today. Um so I like the idea of going back to the origins and, you know, exploring re-exploring the uh, season one themes and reintroducing some of these elements. One thing that I always liked about The 100 during the first couple of seasons, I would say even through season three, um, was this uh, unfolding world that mm-hmm. we were discovering. You know, like, at first, we, you know, we learned it was like 12 clans and we were like, oh, wow, what are they all like? And, you know. Um, and different locations, they teased us with different locations that during the intro sequence, and, um, we were waiting to see like, what is the dead zone and what is the city of light, whatever. But then they kind of just, um, dropped it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they, they kind of burned it down to like <laughs> two locations in season five. Um, well, but even then, like season four, it felt kind of, they like it gave up on world building. Right. <laughs> I mean, I you agree. have like the bunker, but like. It's why not did they never like explored like throughout the season? Well, why did they never yeah. leave Northern Virginia? You know what I mean? Like, did they really need to like <laughs> exclusively live there? Like, well, I, surely I feel the like the rest got, of the planet. I feel I mean, like they I got like stuck we, in the grounder story. And what I always wanted was them to keep exploring the world and find like more people and more people mm-hmm. and like more fucked up people and more weird things. And like, <laughs> I guess that's what we're finally doing now. It's like I agree with Shaheen that like. We're back to the exploring, and I really, really hope that they keep the spirit and for however yeah. more seasons, whether it's just one more season, I really hope that, that they maintain that and we don't get sucked down into just one little spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But real quick, what was your note about Hallie Parker? Oh, this is a so, 90s movie reference that I didn't <laughs> understand. So what I was saying is that, like, call me Hallie Parker because I'm all about that camp life. Hallie Parker is, um, of the twins, Annie, um, what's her last name? I don't remember the mom's last name. But it's from The Parent Trap. Oh, I never watched Parent Trap. What? I know, I know. 1998, it's a 90s movie I know, I know, I know. 90s movies, I already have my own, but this is an acceptable 90s movie reference. Uh, What, the one with Lilo? Lohan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was great. I can still quote the whole movie. Like, October 11th is your birthday? (laughs) Is that an accurate representation of Lilo's British accent? No, not at all. She's very raspy, (laughs) even as a child. It's like, was she smoking since she was eight? Like, I don't understand. Um, okay but no but i love so a lot of i don't know a lot of people i think people are coming around to season one more the farther we get into the show but you know for a long time like i felt like season one was the butt of the joke but for i love season one i love the contrast of like things like wells getting like murdered ebola next to people (laughs) like being the most beautiful broom in a broom closet full of brooms. Like, there's just, like, such a great high and low of emotion, and you go through all of it, and it's so, like, I don't know. It was just fun. It was so fun. And so I I do see a lot of that possibility in what we're doing now. And right now, a lot of it is just Murphy, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that branches out to the other characters, too. I mean, even just this episode, like, it's... Some of the comedy beats sort of fell a little flat for me, but it definitely felt a lot looser and, like, that you could tell that they were trying to be way more campy, which was, like, you know, it could go either way. They they yeah. haven't really leaned super, excuse me, super far into camp. Um, you know, in, in previous episodes, it's kind of been sprinkled in there, but they're kind of, like, running out of the gate with it being kind of a, a, a definitely a different feel. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like... I'm totally willing to like go along with it. Like it's been it's been six years. If we want to like change it up a little and have some fun, like let's see where it goes. I just kind of hope that they. I hope that they nail it because otherwise it's going to be super awkward. <laughs> well, I think it's like I think the show started taking itself too seriously, mm-hmm. and um, in doing that, it forgot what made watching TV fun. And you just, you can't have such serious um, plot lines all the time. And, like, humor doesn't take away from that. Like, humor gives you the depth to enjoy it. And so, like, when you think about, like, so I know that, um, like, Jason Rothenberg loves Game of Thrones. And so, like, if we think about, like, spoiler alerts, um, I'll I'll be vague about it. But, like, we think about episode two um, of this season of Game of Thrones and Tormund scene. Um, you know, hilarious. It's hilarious. Like he, he's just but, like delightful. But it doesn't, it doesn't detract from the fact that they all think they're dying in hours. Within hours, I, <laughs> I think what's what's kind of interesting actually then is because Game of Thrones even got a lot of shit for being way too dark, especially season five. Just being, oh like, yeah, and it was is, true. It was it was perfect criticism. It was punishing as a viewer to watch mm-hmm. to the point where I actually skipped the last few episodes of that season and ended up coming back to the show because I knew that I wanted to come back to the show but yeah. I was like you know what 
this kind of torture porn is not like it's not bringing me joy in my week. Um, <laughs> and why? So I, I think it's super interesting then that both Game of Thrones and The Hundred this season are like, mm-hmm. how would you like a little shtick? Yeah, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, let's let's speaking speaking of people being terrible, let's get into uh, Woo. get into the the episode if that's all right with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we both we, uh, both and by both I mean all um, kind of well no actually both because she didn't broth? have a note about about a broth throth um, <laughs> about uh, Monty. You know, like we start the episode where we come in and you know we replay Monty telling them to be the good guys, and clearly they've woken up. Um, you know, a couple more people. It's not just Clark and and uh, and Bellamy and Jasper. I have words about that next. Or not Jasper. Sorry. Um, fuck. What am I already Jordan? too much pot. Jordan. Jordan. Yes. Oh my God. I was like, it starts with a J. <laughs> I'm bad with names and faces. With apologies to Shannon Cook. You're a delight. Um, so Monty's saying be the good guys and Can I can I just say real quick? Yeah. Um he says do better. But he also says be the good guys. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like the slogan of this season is "Do better." Do better. Yeah, but 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 Monty <laughs> definitely said, um, "Be the good guys." And oh, okay. that line, I was like, you know, we've spent six season a establishing there are no good guys, or <laughs> good depends on your perspective because whoever is you know being the protagonist and antagonist of any given scene, they all think that they're like doing the good right thing. Um, I, you know, really, like, get it together, Monty. Like, have you? Where have <laughs> you still, been this whole time? But like, the thing is, like, yes, there are things that explain why someone might be doing something, and there's we can get into somebody's head. But at the end of the day, there's still going to be people like Hitler and Echo, and like, what are you going to do? Well. Sorry, I'd what actually, is the question again? Yeah. <laughs> what is the question, Bubs? It's Bubs being salty. Oh, about I'm just Echo. saying that, like. You got you cut <laughs> off a little bit. I thought I'd started off early, but no, no, no. The, the point of what I'm trying to say is, like, yes, there's, like, reasons people do things. And the whole thing of, like, there is no good guys. To me, it was never about, like, they're not, um, they're not being people trying to do good. Um, it was always about if you're put in a bad enough position, you're going to have to make a decision that is going to be bad for somebody. But you, you're you either like, you're going to make that decision and like, sa- like save your people because you don't have any other options or you're going to just let them die. And like, maybe they're relying yeah. on you. Maybe they put you in that position. That's called a dirty hand scenario. Wait, dirty. Oh, really? Oh, dirty hand. I remember. I, I, I've heard this before. I was like, wait, ham? Like... <laughs> like meat. <laughs> um, yeah. Versus if you can yeah, that was what characters. most of most of the what? plot relied on for for the first for the early seasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, but there were still characters, and like like if you think about like Doctor Singh, like yes, you could see from like a standpoint that she's trying to like help her people, but she also kind of took like this it to a sadistic she, level, you know? Yeah, like she liked it a little. And so like there, <laughs> you have to like yes, Is that what matters. Are, the fact that she's enjoying it that makes it that bad what? it makes yeah. it like on an emotional level less forgivable but I, I know what you're saying but at the same time like if you have to make hard decisions like maybe you want somebody like that 
who's going to be able to make those decisions so that your people survive. So like I, eh. um, yeah. But so then there's like when when we talk about like real life villains, um, are they pushed to be in that position? Do they have no other options? Um, and so there are people who don't care and make choices that just benefit themselves. Um, and so like, I just, I never understood the whole, there are no good guys, meaning that everybody is a neutral party (laughs) and that there's things that lead them to this or that. And so we're all just like, you know, the same, um, what, I don't even know how to describe this, you know, um. I don't know. Does that make I mean, sense? One, <laughs> yeah. One thing that uh, I think is true is a lot of uh, acts of, you know, atrocity or whatever that we look at and we're like, how the fuck was anyone willing to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and you always think, I would never do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there's reason to think that, in fact, anyone in that position might have done something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, if you were in that situation that, that those people were in, um, and you know, so like people say this about like you know Nazis, Nazi soldiers, or like people who were like a few ranks down as like um, you know, um, how did how could they go along with this or even the top one? But you know, um, it a lot of it is just situational. Um, people often cite. We've talked about these experiments before on this podcast with the, like, the prison experiment. Mm-hmm. Where, like, yeah, so the idea of these experiments is exactly to show that if, you, if you're given a structure in which, um, you know, you can subdue someone else or whatever, and there's uh, reason to do it, incentive to do it, or whatever, or whatever it is that you need to um, create, that situation that you need to create, anyone is capable of doing any of those things so in that sense if we say there are no good guys in the sense of like it's not like some people are just um you know somehow their essence is pure and there are some people who are evil it most people are about the same yes um and if you were in that position of that other person you would have probably acted similarly well most people are about the same but there are exceptions (laughs) Right, no, some people are shitty. Yeah. So if we're talking about, like, majority, <laughs> sure. Some people... But we can't just, like, excuse everything. Because we're like, well, everyone's probably about the same. They probably... Like, there's a reason we have a penal system. Yeah. Yes. Though one could argue that the issue with the penal system is whether or not it is punitive or rehabilitative. Yes. Um, no, I can... But I'm all that's a for... Separate, that is a separate issue. A Nordic-style... Um, I, um, I feel like we, you know, we tripped and fell into our first little, little hole, just, just <laughs> bitching about Monty and saying no good guys. Um, I feel like we'll go through this, uh, a little bit more chronologically. Um, Raven and Shaw. Oh, wait, can I interrupt really quick? Cause my thing is actually yes. from the beginning. So yes. they talk about there's going to be no time jumps. Oh, yes. Sorry. I forgot that you were upset about this. Technically, we don't know how long Bellamy and Clark were awake. All we know is they came up with a whole fucking plan and know exactly what's going on with the world before anybody was awake. 
So, like, <laughs> they skipped over that whole thing. Like, God knows what conversations they had. And I am salty because, of course, they did that. Of course. I'm doing the Justin Timberlake fourth wall. Disappointed. Disappointed stare right now. It's just rude. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't get your... Um, Blark no, I just want them to talk with Jordan. Yeah. With Jordan in the yeah. <laughs> I, I want them to be like just to process more than like a wordless hug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that would have been have a like it would have made sense. Is like the I'm two saying. of them being like, so holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. Ex- holy fuck. Some kind of reaction that's like, you know, they had more time to like, yes, be melancholy and then just kind of take in like what they actually have to do now. Uh, before then they can wake everyone up and then we have the melancholy all over again, like riding that emotional wave that like has different feelings. Um, and it's just, so we're supposed to think that they just got right down to it. Like they're just like, okay, let's, you know? And so I just think that that was like messy. I'm sorry that you were promised no time jump and that there was like (laughs) a 30 minute time jump. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) What can happen in 30 minutes? Speaking of jumping. Um, bones. Uh, <laughs> I, somebody, Shaven, I, I don't, I don't buy Shaven. I, I don't, and thankfully you don't have to anymore, but like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, it's kind of like they were like, fuck, we're losing this actor. Let's get Raven laid, because everyone's been bitching about that. But also, P.S., high asterisk, um, Raven's vagina, also cursed. Um, Everybody is. <laughs> Oh my god! Everyone apparently, everyone. except for Bellamy now, <laughs> because Basically. of course now, don't because fuck. of course don't now, fuck because you, you'll die. <laughs> yes, like this is like an old school horror film it where is. have sex and bad things happen. However, or have I sex will, and no bad things happen. Something, but I will give um, give uh, Shaw props for his Days of Thunder moment with a motorcycle. Um, even though I can't imagine his character wanting a Harley, but that's a separate issue that I bitched about elsewhere. Oh, right. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Only the white people ma- drive Harleys. <laughs> Only old white men. Um, they're trying to go with a younger audience, but that's a separate issue. Um, well, this is the future. Maybe their marketing worked by then. May Oh, my God. Maybe <laughs> that's it. Maybe this is like, hey, Harley, you appealing to the, young- the youth actually was effective. <laughs> Um, but but we have Shaw pushing the little motorcycle up uh, Raven's leg, and that was exactly from um, Days of Thunder when Tom Cruise <laughs> and Nicole Kidman are in bed, and he is explaining drafting because he's a NASCAR racer. Let's just go with that. Okay. Um, with like I think like two sugar packets, maybe like explaining drafting that way, like on her on her thigh. But anyway, that was all I took away from the scene, apart from being like. I mean, I guess, like, cryo makes you super horny, Raven, hmm. but, like, I really, I don't see it. I'm with you, Shaheen. Well, but wasn't she, like, <laughs> she's also upset, right? She already had, like, her first run-in with Abby, and that's when Sh- um, Shaw caught her. And to me, it was kind of, like, it made me roll my eyes, because at this point now, we've had three female characters show emotional turbulence and turn to sex, which is, it is fine to do that, like, I am not trying to sex shame. I'm the last person who's going to sex shame anybody. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it goes from being something that's, like, sex positive and that, like, we can have a character like Clark who's just, you know, that's who she is, right? Yeah. Um, Whatever it is, Clark's going to get it. Exactly. And so, like, it's in – and to have now – it's like Octavia had that with Ilian. Raven's doing this now with Shaw. It's – instead of it being, like, 
a thing, like a personality trait that women are allowed to have, it's seeming like a gendered reaction, which I know that's not what the writers intend, but like, I, I was kind of like, hmm, <laughs> that's, that's an interesting choice. Are there instances of men being upset on the hundred and the high six? And I think the only fuzzy. Um, oh, there was the um, when when Clark and uh, fuck Finn, Finn. Um, but that was again brain. Clark was part of that, and like I can't. Right. And, you but know. he was freaking out, and so she used sex to it, like be like. She was the one that used it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'm trying to think like. No, like, they don't really do that with any of the guys. Yeah. Well, they haven't really showed the guys, well, except for last season. Go. <laughs> oh, oh, where's my bucket? Um, They didn't show that for most seasons with the guys. Yeah. Yeah, After I mean, we don't, one. we don't really even get very much with, um, with Maxon, like, uh, Jackson and Miller. Like, they get, like, a couple of, like, little, like, Smooches. I mean, they finally had like a conversation that wasn't like like, about. uh, It was actually about something, sort of. (laughs) Yeah. So that (laughs) was good. Shane. I was gonna say honestly, I don't kind of don't buy that either. (laughs) Maxon, yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, Maxon. I I don't. Well, I I appreciate that the show hasn't been great with relationships recently. (laughs) I appreciated like like picking up on the flirtation that they had, but then like it just didn't work for me when it happened. Well, but it again, so not my fast. department. I know some people really like it. Um, so I like know, the idea yeah, they, of it. They happen fast. I yeah. like the idea of it. I love Miller. I'm glad that Jackson has more to do, literally. Um, I guess. But I would have really liked to see more of a development. Speaking of Miller. Uh-huh. Um, you know, do do you like these? Do you like these little segues that I'm using to like move mm-hmm. us along? Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Miller, uh, we had that convo between Bellamy and Miller, where like, you know, Miller was like, the, you know, thanks for waking me up, bringing me down. You know, gonna mm-hmm. go down to the ground with you guys, like, you know, blah blah blah. Like, P.S. Sorry about all that blood rain and shit, and putting you in the, you know, into the pits. <laughs> and Bellamy basically was just like, "It's chill. You are following orders." Um, I think that that's kind of interesting that uh, we're getting a you were just following orders moment for this uh, when you were just following orders in other situations, um, be it Echo or other characters. Echo um, wasn't just following orders, though. She volunteered the information that she had about knowing Bellamy to use that to get the guards out of there so that it could be blown up while sending thought about Bellamy while sending Bellamy to his death at Polis during a heavily guarded ceremony. So that's different. Are you just reading this off of notes you've no, prepared? No, no. <laughs> it's just ingrained in my brain now. But he, this is she had orders to do that, right? She had but, orders to destroy. So, but like, think about it. So Nia said, hey, you know that one guy. Go do that. How does she know that? How would she know who Echo knows when only Echo would know that? So Echo said, I can do uh, well, it. Well, I'm not even saying Nia knew that. I'm just saying Nia told um, Echo, go destroy Mount Weather. And then she figured, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, lure Bellamy into it and do this and that and the other thing. Okay. She got the job <laughs> done. So she she killed a bunch of families <laughs> for well, what? <laughs> for what? <laughs> Listen, no, I agree with you. It's I, so I bad, and they never address it. 
It's just so bad. And like I don't think it's I don't think it's the same thing when you compare like Miller and the environment and like the bunker where they're in a closed circuit. Like in its But also cannibalism. I, I do I do feel like Miller was also not shouldn't have been left um, you know, let off the hook that easily. It should have there should have been mean, more time to like talk, like because Bellamy still doesn't even know what the fuck happened in the bunker. So, like, if he were to know what happened in the bunker... Maybe it wouldn't be quite so bygones. It wouldn't, no, 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 no. He would, like, he'd be like, well, shit, like, my sister went through all this, like, Kanan, like, I feel like there's a lot of conversations missing, but within the context of knowing just how shitty things were in the bunker, I feel like it's like, well... I mean, Miller did something shitty. Who didn't do something shitty in the bunker? I don't even know how to evaluate that. I did shitty like, things I while I was things. watching the bunker. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What were you going to say, Shaheen? Uh, I was saying Miller was full-on Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, it's not like he was just like, all right, well, I guess I'll follow orders. Like, he was really gung-ho about it. He was serious about it. And so the the thing, the question is, like, how did you, like, lose your mind <laughs> yeah and but like you also see him actually showing guilt which is something that we don't always get for characters when and i think that that, that factor, factors in, when, with his conversation with um jackson oh i see um I yeah that's weird though like, like if you've he been able... differentiates what like that he what he did he says i like, who one of you guys quoted it uh, Shaheen yeah. did uh, that. He he was. Uh, you, I, did I did things. things. You didn't. You didn't stop things. But mm-hmm. that that gets into one of the debate. Well, hold on. We'll we'll we'll, we'll table that one because it gets into <laughs> one of like the the debates that we've we've are, we've had. Um, yeah. Let's let's yeah. talk about Clark versus Space Crew. I feel <gasps> like this is kind of the big fucking thing on this. And oh first of all, before we even get to that, like Shaw needs to get Clark's name out of his mouth. Like <laughs> he him being extra pissy at her I'm like who are you well at the same time though like he the one thing that he gets a pass on is that he hasn't been there through everything that they've been through he doesn't know the costs in like everything that like everyone has been through and so I feel like yeah it's it's horrible but he's judgment also, but he's he, also the new guy like trying to like yeah, but swagger he, in there and I'm like Mm-mm. he has one data point and it's bad. <laughs> I know, but he doesn't need to say anything. Like, he, like, goes out of his way to, like, talk shit at her. And I'm like, dude, you're not even part of this group yet. Sure. Like, just because you yes. fucked Raven, like, she's not <laughs> even down here. Like, maybe maybe zip your mouth and kind of, you know. Well, but think let- about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, Raven's like against Clark 2. What's, what, what's that? What's Raven's that, against Clark 2. Oh, okay, never mind. No, I was saying uh, Joe is being, like, that sister-in-law. Is like the guy, the new broom in the in the family, the um, broom, broom, <laughs> broom? <laughs> groom, the new groom in the family, and you're like, dude, you're new, like you don't get to, yeah, like, yeah. well, but but look at like everybody's doing it to her. He has one data point that's bad. He sees everyone else, and he's like, oh, this girl must be bad. But the that's thing fun. is, the thing but is, everybody. Well, how does he know to shush? He doesn't know. Because that's just, no, that's just Everybody like else should graces. know better. Everyone else but, should know better. He doesn't know. But it's social graces. He's the new one in the group. He shouldn't and be, like, attacking another new shitting member. on her. Joe's problem is not that Shaw doesn't have enough data. She's just saying because he's new. He, he's being fucking he, rude. He shouldn't speak. 
But why why being why does being new mean that you yeah, can't speak? Yeah, I don't that's the part I don't get. <laughs> that it's because like he is trying to like tear her down for them and it's like, bro, you mm-mm, no, you Well, you no, he tortured. was handed over to be tortured. He has personal vendetta against this. But he's got like one vendetta. Like they have so many <laughs> But more. he has one vendetta out of one vendetta. He has no good I'm things just saying to say it's about a little Clark. it's a little rude. It's a little rude and does not like read no, the room no, or like, the dynamic. I okay. You're I, a little sister-in-law. <laughs> I okay, I agree with you on one sense, like totally. But at the same time, my beef is with Amori A and Raven in Murphy being little bitches. No, that is that is like another That's issue. That's the just problem like... because they should know better. They've been there. Like, I'm sorry they were on space vacation for six years, but fucking get off your high horse and remember what it means to survive. Because they well, should remember. It's Well, we, they should they should remember what? That they did it themselves? They sh- they should remember like all the decisions people have had to make and why, you know, about whether it's like Raven was getting drilled into and like Clark and Bellamy with Monty pull the lever and kill a bunch of people and kill yeah. a bunch of people well, to so save I her think, and everybody else. Like, I think that, um, I mean, first of all, I feel like even if you you've done shitty things before uh, or other people or whatever. You still be pissed at someone who just handed you over. I mean, it's been two hundred years, but these for these people it was just yesterday that they were handed over to but be tortured. But there's so much and history. So, I'm just saying. Yeah, but it, that's the recent thing. You're you usually the recent thing is the one that's on your mind, and and also with as far as Clark is concerned, she was really an asshole in this because like she the only reason she did what she did was because of one person um so it's not even like oh she had to make difficult decisions no she sacrificed everyone for the one person and sure. so i i mean she, sure but I like this is like the one person it, it totally sucked and i was very upset about it too but this was like the one person that she spent six years with and it's a child and so, like, there are maternal instincts at play. There are, like, Clark's psychological, like, everything was about Maddie for six years. Well, now you're saying that six, those six years matter. What do you mean? Can we can we say, well, you just said, like, these people have been stuck in space uh, on the Ark Yeah, for doing six nothing. Years. <laughs> Playing board yeah, games. Yeah, that's, that's changed what. how they think. Okay, fine. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> um... But, like, they would never have made it there without Clark. And, like, the thing is, you can be grumpy. You can, like, but, like, right, the way that they're, to me, what the way that they're behaving is, like, it's so petty. And it's so, like, childish. And, like, this Wait, is It's problem. unnecessary at this point. Yeah, it's just, it's so, like, are we in high school? Are you seriously, like, you can't sit with us. Like, it's just, like, it's a little bit embarrassing. And, like, this was the problem I had with, like, how... Bellamy was written last season with Octavia. Like, yes, Octavia is being a monumental bitch. Like, I will not not like she <laughs> totally was. But he was like, nye, 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 nye. and you're just like, what? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> um, and it, it's you, someone you should have been feeling like sympathy for. Suddenly, like you're just like, well, you're being a little bitch. Like, I don't know what to tell you. 
Um, and so I just like I don't like the way that they're writing this. Um, and I think that there's different like they could have stuff where there's like a backhand comment here or there, but it's like it's subtle. It was, it, you know, it, it, this was there's not a way subtle. to write it subtle. Being like, oh well, we'll just like, well, I don't, I don't even, I'm not thinking of an example, but there's definitely ways to do it. I'm not a writer, <laughs> um, and I well, wish that they. Had we've done had that. Mo- a lot of moments on this show, and characters come together and have to, they have to air grievances or clear the air or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know the some of the classic scenes, like the Bellamy and Clark scene in three hundred five uh, Arcadia in season three, yeah. Um, and then, like, but Jasper course, and Clark in 311. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jasper and Monty had one. Um, oh, yeah, in 302, 301. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, um, yeah, so I think... But, yeah, I mean, one thing I feel like maybe this is kind of um, along the lines the, uh, of your comment is that I feel like everyone's done so many shitty things that I everyone's lost track and and i don't like there's no prospects for recovering it seems like like there's just been ruined like their relationships have been ruined because like they you know like repaired them abby and raven for example is like there's no way like between these two it's just over <laughs> so yeah i mean I, I don't even know who's like who is pissed at who because like everyone was just a piece of shit last season. <laughs> so. <laughs> right? Like, there are no good guys. Everyone is a terrible guy. So, like, let's just... The, the playing field is level. Um, uh, speaking of fucking holding grudges, though, um, Abby and Raven. Yeah. We've... I mean, you know, like, in some, like at least... It, it's funny because we're saying, you know, these guys need to, need to fucking lay off Clark. Like, what the fuck? And then, you know, we do have um, sort of somewhat justifiable grudging um yes with abby and 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 raven uh i i will say that you know and and we talked about this last season about you know maybe maybe this show does not have quite the finesse at handling um addiction storylines um but you know having abby or having raven still be pretty upset and clearly still kind of holding on to even when abby was uh was chipped and tortured her, you know, Raven still hasn't let that, you know, Mm -hmm. that one go either. Um, Which is actually kind of interesting in a way. Uh, They definitely show Raven as the person who very clearly does not uh, understand addiction um, in a lot of ways. And I I don't think I'm, that's not a, that's not a criticism of how they're handling her. I think that in a lot of ways, that's then very realistic Mm -hmm. um, as a way to just be like, fuck you, this was a choice that you made um, versus, I mean, having previously sort of hinted at forgiving Abby for being under the chips influence when really it's actually, they're they're actually very similar um, in terms of if you look at how sort of the brain chemistry of of addiction works versus, and it not actually being a choice um, in, in, or, you know, very, very, difficult 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 to make choice because there are things happening in your brain that are telling you to choose the bad choice um yeah i mean it's um uh we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. there's a compulsory element to it um which is why we sometimes say that it's a disease but of course it's also not like huntington's disease um 
right? Because like we send people with with addiction, we send them to therapy or, you know, we give them programs that we, we think that there are things they can do to uh, improve their condition, unlike someone who has like MS or Huntington's or whatever, right? So we don't send someone with Huntington's disease to therapy and force them to try to remember stuff. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, so there's a compulsory <laughs> element to it. Uh, but there's also a an element of agency. Now, that doesn't mean that you should like act. The, I'm not saying you should act the way Raven is acting, but no. <laughs> but but there is an element of agency that the person can be held accountable to. Right. They absolutely. can do things that will spiral them down or or up. So yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not in any way saying that like Abby gets a pass for her addiction because like you know her brain rewired itself to like view the pills above all else like that's not that's not it you know like you don't get a pass for that um but in terms of you know of that and then you know raven's raven's sort of reaction but i think i think it's interesting that um i I don't know i think i wish that the show and and maybe we'll get to see this more with the season if abby and raven do come to sort of like a place of healing where if the show does kind of actually try to do some you know deeper work in Hmm. Abby sort of talking about, you know, the changes that her mind went through and, you know, had to go through to get sort of past her addiction, hypothetically, if that happened, um, you know, and like Raven kind of, you know, not necessarily only lashing out, you know, trying to like, you know, come together. But then again, maybe this, we have seen sort of the fully fracturing um, of a relationship on this show, which is also entirely possible and does happen with addiction. So I I, yeah. I don't know. And well, I think it's, Raven is an interesting character. And I have to say that like, as hard as that all that was to watch, and especially if you're looking at it from the perspective of the addict, it's very harsh and like, cruel where Raven mm-hmm. says, but one of the things I have to say is I like the consistency they've actually, like, they've actually fucking brought consistency to Raven. She's always been judgy and, like, she lashes <laughs> out. Yeah. You know, she always has. She has with Clark before. And so from mm-hmm. that perspective, if anyone's going to yell at Clark, it should just be Raven in, like, one side of <laughs> anger. Um, yeah. I think Amori and Murphy were the ones that really rubbed me raw, but, like, Raven, this right, is because like, and is. I appreciated Clark like snarking back at Murphy and that being like, perfect. "You've had a bunch of fucking that chances really too, dickhead." And I liked, I sort of, it was, it was funny to watch that scene because it was like they were sparring, I like, like actually like physically sparring. Yeah. And when somebody like that you're sparring with like gets you like in like not even necessarily super hard, but like, and you can even see this in UFC when they actually are punching really hard, and somebody gets you, and you're like, "That was actually really good." Like, yeah. Well done. Like, you're congratulating them for, like, that, like, jab or whatever. And that's totally what happened with them. But, like, at the same time, you're kind of like, y'all shouldn't be sparring. This is not your job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, back to Raven. Well, Sorry. But she, yeah. So, and, like, the thing, she has a long standing like, Abby thing. Like, remember Raven when Abby forget. slapped Raven and they never addressed it again? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... I remember. I don't know if they remember. Yeah. Um, so I think this is, it could go a really nice way to see this, like, this is maybe the blowout and it's going to continue, hopefully. I don't want them to just, like, wrap it up immediately. Um, but maybe this will actually see, like, 
Raven and Abby having to talk about the things that they've done to each other, which, well, Abby has mostly done to Raven, (laughs) but like, you know, Raven has also been very harsh with her words and she's not very understanding. You know, she sees morality very black and white. And you know, Raven does not have time for your nuanced bullshit. Yes, she's judgy. Um, And I think that that's like a potential for growth for her. Um, and, like, I was really hoping last season that we would see more of a leadership role for her. Um, yeah, they cut, again, they, dropped they the sidelined her for for the Echo. Shaw thing. So in, for Echo. <laughs> um, but um, but, but yeah. the issue, it, but hopefully, There's space hopefully now, now that we it. don't have Shaw, we can, we can let Raven kind of become Raven again, um, which would be nice. The point anyway. I was trying to make was that um, if she stays up there, Perhaps we can see her in that leadership role. Perhaps we can see her making some hard calls because, yeah, it's easy to be judgy when it doesn't land on you. We got like a tiny taste of that in season four when she had to make the call about like rationing. But that was kind of dropped. And like we didn't get to see that snowball into her really understanding that aspect of leadership. Raven's a big backseat driver. Exactly. Um, and, you know, but but I but but she carries herself a lot of times and sort of presents herself like she is the driver and you're like, well so much I wouldn't ego. mind you driving, but <laughs> so far it has Let's been it. you Let's in the it. backseat with like a little like toy toy steering wheel that we gave you so you feel feel like you're part of it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I the the Abby and Raven thing will I think be be super super interesting hopefully hopefully to explore because there's so much history there. Um, do you have anything else on that one, Shaheen? On uh, which one? On Raven? Abby and Raven. Uh, no, I'm good. No, you're good. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, should we go back on the ground or should we continue with hard conversations in space? I guess let's spin it. We're like almost done with them, right? Yeah, I mean, the other main one, of course, is we have, um, you know, we we have Nyla waking up Octavia, um, which was a little bit gay if we're, I mean, they're both in their underwear. It was super gay. Uh, It was so gay. Thank you. Thank you, Bubs. I appreciate your straight dogs informing me. Did you not see my tweet about it? Uh Uh-uh. I was like, um, (laughs) Abby's like, go wake all Skype crew up, just not Octavia and Nyla, colon. But Abby, the thirst. <laughs> because it's she like totally has a thing for Octavia. Like there's oh, yeah. something there. They've got they've got a whole thing. And like in um, the books, Octavia is a lesbian. <laughs> I'm just before. saying. I'm just saying. Um, you know, shuck off your compulsive heterosexuality, Octavia. Um, but the main thing that happened was Octavia and Kane and Abby. Like, let's talk about airing some fucking dirty laundry. Um Yeah, I like that conversation. Yeah, go, I was glad that go off it was had. This is an example of what I was talking about, characters coming together and having clear in the, clear in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the, the hearing their defenses of what they each of them did. A lot <laughs> of it wasn't defenses new. defenses for Kane, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm already out. <laughs> However, Go all ahead. of our bad decisions are fine because we got here. It was all for this. <laughs> Woo, we did the right thing. Well, Kane, sorry. Over. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. We'll sorry. keep our salt till the end. <laughs> sorry. Kane did bring up one piece of information that we didn't have, as far as I know, from last season, that does make what he did a little less awful, which is that he said that um, he was promised that uh, Octavia and her team would be given a chance to surrender and share the valley, um, which, you know, I would say he shouldn't have 
bot. <laughs> I should have believed it. This this um, is this goes back to Kane like being an idiot when it comes to trusting uh, the wrong people. If that was the case, where you're like, dude, not her. Come on. Like, I guess that she's got sweet tequila, but like, dude, bro, come on. I mean, it wasn't even Diosa, right? It was both of them. He made it. He made a deal with um, what's his name? McCreary. McCreary. Oh well, then all also like Kane is Kane is not super bright. Yeah, but I don't know what he is. But but then uh, also another thing that Kane always says in his defense is that um, you have to really consider how awful Octavia is. Um, you know, he, he's like, dude, there's nothing worse than, than this. Like, she's just gonna ruin the whole thing. So, anything is better than this. I mean, he had a valid point of her destroying the farm for, like, vanity and yeah. power. Like, absolutely. Yeah, that was a good point. That was an excellent point. Because you're like, because when she did that, I was like, oh, Octavia, no, 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 I was on your side. But, like, that was... That was too far. Um, But at the same time, like, Cain completely uh, has, like, forgiven and absolved himself for all of his failures in being an advisor to Octavia all those years. Like, to be like, oh, well, she's this, you know, uncontrollable monster. I'm like, is she? She's, like, 17. Like, (laughs) you, you guys were in the room during all of this. You don't think that, and, like, Octavia is also kind of easy to manipulate. She didn't even go to school. (laughs) Like, come on. And one thing that I'm always confused about, is Kane mad about the cannibalism? I don't know. It seems sometimes, sometimes it seems like he is, right? Which doesn't make any sense, because cannibalism was the only thing that would have gotten them through it. And I mean, it was Abby's idea. It wasn't even Octavia. And then Octavia. he says that he Abby's knew. Idea. And then he says he knew. But, like, he still hates Octavia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still just fucking floored by this. And then, you know, and then he goes into his coughing fit. And then, God forbid, we kill off Cain. Because, you know, we can't <laughs> lose that, you know, that high class of an actor. Where it's just kind of like... His eyes were open during CPR. That is 100% universal trope in television and movies that they are dead. Like, that's it. Like, you start giving CPR to someone and their eyes are open, like, that's when the music swell happens, somebody starts crying, and we know that that person is dead. I wonder if they actually thought of maybe just killing him and then i don't know if they spoke to him or like well maybe he will come back and so because i agree like it really looks like he's dead like abby is literally back washing blood into his <laughs> mouth <laughs> well and 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 i mean we're, we're kind of skipping the part where shaw dies and refuses the morphine because like he is dying a hero the fact that abby is being so selfish with their resources always and using it to save kane when he is like Clear. And Nyla's like, you need to let him go. Like, he's, he's fucking dead. You know, and like, I know that conveniently they're going to like put him back in cryo to like, you know, prolong this or whatever. But it's kind of like, dude, Abby, like, you're being hella selfish with like this entire ship of people who probably also might need morphine and, you know, whatever other stuff. Well, it's a parallel to season one when Abby's trying to save Jaha. And, you know, she goes through all the allotment of, um, in uh what's it called um the sleepy stuff um and <laughs> morphine <laughs> morphine well no well like the um 
the doctors that get paid a lot but have most of the drug anesthesiologists yeah that one um uh, so i remember like jackson saying like we've already like used more than the legal amount and she's still going (laughs) so like this has like always been an abby thing um interesting abby more drugs clearly well abby yeah partialism is not it's not new when it comes to abby it reminds me of um did i ever tell you guys about that podcast i listened to about um triage in um in haiti uh i don't think so um so it was really infuriating to listen to because this lady is like um yeah i went there as a volunteer no she's a i don't remember if she's a journalist or an actual doctor um but she's talking about how she was like horrified that they were like well we can't spare this you know so this old lady i'm sorry we can't spare it we have several like children hospitalized who are gonna need this and like she's already like very like old and ill and it's we have to make a decision so this journalist slash doctor like runs her to another hospital and um her whole story is that she ended up being able to save her life and it's like from my perspective i'm like yeah but at what cost who didn't get that medicine because they were rationing for a reason yeah and that and like so this lady like i felt like she didn't understand like why it was set up she and so i think that the person who she was like interviewing and talking to was like well but like um what do you what happens when you don't have more and she's like well you just get more and that's and they're like like, oh so you're a rich person see yeah and it was like it was so infuriating to listen to um but i think it's like i feel like that would be abby she's like we'll just get more and you're just like there isn't more (laughs) so where it's interesting I don't know yeah. if it's just so, like a personality trait. They did say that um that they didn't have algae or whatever to to treat cane. They ran out, yeah. And then and then the, and then Abby told Jordan to make more algae. So yes. how long does that take? I, I, unclear. I, like hmm? Unclear not that long. Yeah, because <laughs> like once that once once that's ready, shouldn't we figure out what happens to Kane? I mean, yeah, but he's on another show, Shaheen. So it's going to be, <laughs> who knows when he's going to wake up from cryo, cough up some blood, and they shove him back in the freezer again before he can die again. Mm. Um, <laughs> not salty about this at all. Def not. Def not. I mean, I, but then speaking of people that they do let die, um, we have Shaw uh, getting struck by radiation, which somehow Clark is now completely immune to, which is not quite how that worked at all ever, but never mind. Um, He refuses the morphine. He gives her the uh, Allegis failsafe code, which I'm sure is not important or will be a thing at all um, (laughs) this season. I'm sure we'll just forget about that and it will never, ever, ever come up again. Um, And then he dies. He falls victim to the curse of Raven's uh, Lady Bits. Um, much like Finn, much like Wick. Has Raven boned anyone I, else? Wick's not technically dead, though, right? No, he's but just, like, he is somewhere. now. Like, he, he's dead. He's okay, dead he's dead. Point. He is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet like, him like, and Brian are dating in the background somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the bunker, Brian and Wick. <laughs> Banging. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Shaw's dead now. Oh, no. Yeah, um... 
I mean, the actor had to go, like, the actor yeah. was on another show, like, it's fine, whatever, like, like they had to, like, write him off somehow, but a little interesting the that part... he dies versus going into cryo as well. Exactly. And, like, at that, that was, there's an interview where Jason was talking about that, and he goes, and it was just, like, I don't think he was prepared for the interviewer to turn it this way, but so he's like, yeah, you know, um, we hate to see actors go, but, like, sometimes, like, it's it becomes like sort of a, a blessing. I, I'm completely paraphrasing this, so I'm sorry if it's completely wrong. Um, he's like it becomes a blessing in disguise because it forces you to keep that um, the stakes high because then you kind of have to like write them off because they're on a different show. And then and then the interviewer after he talks about then how it's so sad it had to happen et cetera et cetera et cetera he got another job. <laughs> the interviewer goes like so tell me about Kane. <laughs> and like Jason's like oh. Oh, so yeah, we did like so we got creative with really that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we just we 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 thought we like we'll put him on ice. We'll just be creative about it. And I'm just like, yeah, that's gonna go over really well with the people who are upset when Lexa left. You just got creative about it now. <laughs> huh. So huh. I thought that that was just like I just was like, oh no. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> I hope he comes up with better answers because I'm sure those questions are going to get asked again. Um, but how do you feel about 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 Shaw's death? Shaheen? I oh okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just trying to let Shaheen get in here a little bit. I was just thinking about how deaths used to be like um, significant on this show. Well, he um, gave a message for them to tell Raven. No, remember like when Wells died or like when Finn died? Like, like those, it like really like, was like a gut punch? Yeah, it was a monumental thing. And, you know, and of course, you know, we used to say it's high stakes, you know, because a lot of those characters, um, you know, were pretty major characters. And that's not been happening much. The The main ones, the adventure crew, <laughs> they they're not getting killed. I mean, I'm okay did, with that. I, I'm tired of now. like everyone. I'm just tired of everyone dying on like shows. Like I get like, <laughs> do we need to have high stakes? I feel like there's like a lot of things we can do that like cost the characters. Yeah, without killing that are like heartbreaking. Um, mm. I think yeah. Oh, I accidentally had to skip the 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 Miller Jackson thing. Um, whatever. We'll come back to that after Shaw's death. Sorry, everything is out of order. Everyone. I did a bad job. Um, but yeah, I mean, Shaw dot like, you know, give a message to Raven. And also here is this like thing that you're going to use later on this season. Like that was, that was, that was the function of that death. Um, which yeah. that's fine if we need to like pass on information, like, but like they didn't make us, I, I don't think that I am in the minority in not being attached to Shaw. Because they tried to make me attached to him through Raven, but then he was kind of a dick to Clark. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, if you're going to be a dick to Clark, like, obviously, this <laughs> is not the way to, like, get into my good graces. So I don't know. I just, you know, I'm sorry for Shaven stands out there. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, there were clearly people out there who were into it. Um, but I, it just did not have an emotional impact for me. Yeah. Any? Yeah. Same? All right. Well, there you go. Um <laughs> I mean, and nothing, nothing against the actor or anything like that. Like, it's just like, that was not how to like, like you, like, like you were saying, like, 
Finn and and even Wells, who we really didn't spend that much time with. Like what Wells died oh, in like episode still hurts five. So much. But three, like four. You were like, that dude, man. That guy. <laughs> well, because it's like there's so much more that he's like a childhood friend and he came down um for Clark. Like he didn't even do anything wrong. Like he committed a crime to go down with her, um, so that she didn't have to go alone. So all of that, and then he dies. And it's just, that's, like, so tragic. Yeah. And, like, right after he, like... He had a lot of potential. Yeah, right after he um, made amends with her. Like, she didn't even, like, have a moment to, like, reconnect after that. (laughs) He just died. It was really sad. (laughs) Womp womp. Um, Do we have anything else about Shaw? Um, Oh, Uh, I guess, like, what I'm going to miss... um, what I'm going to miss is that, like, it was cool that we thought we were going to get more, um, like, our timeline stories from Shaw. Yeah. I and all like, we got was, I like, mean, maybe the we'll Becca get them. Maybe they'll wake up Dioza and we'll get them from her or some of the other prisoners. But, yeah, like, he knew Becca. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Agreed. Or yeah. saw her once, I guess. Um, so I, I did a bad job and didn't have us do uh, the Miller and Jackson um sort of conversation and I, I wanted to bring that back because we've actually talked about this on the podcast before I don't remember the yeah. um, exact philosophical terminology of it but the difference between killing someone let's just say and letting mm-hmm. someone die um, yeah Shaheen no that's exactly the thing. terminology yeah <laughs> yeah we've talked about this before um, so is there a difference between killing someone and letting them die and this a lot of times this comes up in discussions of euthanasia and uh, sort of end of life ethics mm-hmm. where you know you have situations where someone um, someone would die unless you put them on life support and they they say please don't before they before they become unconscious or whatever they say don't don't put me on life support just let me die um, and then there are situations where someone is just has a disease and is a terminal the, terminal disease and they're in a lot of pain and they want to die um and so a lot of times doctors say i'm okay with not uh putting them on life support because i'm not doing any, i'm not doing any harm mm-hmm. this person was dying anyway um they just told me not to help them whereas the doctors are much less okay with giving drugs for active euthanasia for like those people with terminal diseases who want to die earlier mm-hmm. um, because they feel like this goes against their do no harm mandate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, some people feel like there's this difference, um, but you can, when you think of different examples in some examples, it feels like there's a difference in some examples. It doesn't. There's one famous example from uh, this ethicist, uh, James Rachel's um, where he says like imagine there's um, uh, these two guys um, Smith and Jones and imagine that they have a cousin like a a six-year-old cousin who um, if if this cousin dies uh, like they get a lot of inheritance and so uh, they're both planning to go and kill this cousin (laughs) six-year-old okay (laughs) yeah yeah uh and so and then what happens is like uh smith gets there in one scenario smith gets there first 
and uh, he drowns the child. Uh, in the other scenario, Jones gets there first, and he finds the child drowning and doesn't do anything, waits there for him to drown, um, and hmm. achieves his goal. And so the idea is they're both they both achieve they both had the same motive, they both had the same outcome, um, and uh, the only difference was one who's killing, one was letting die, and. Rachel wants to say this intuitively. This doesn't seem to be much of a difference. Someone standing there watching the child drown, or someone actively drowning the child. I mean, I think I think in that specific example, the the the, the difference is the kid. I don't think that the kid wanted to die uh, versus someone <laughs> versus someone with like a, a DNR directive or something. Especially, you know, let's say the kid is drowning and the kid is like flailing, asking for help, like. That's a little bit different than like, you know, someone who like signs a piece of paper and is like, if I go under, fucking don't yeah. help me. Like very But very like different. with the child example, is there is there something worse about what Smith does? Drowning a kid? Jones? Can he swim? I mean the real crime here, yeah, is the parents not teaching the kid how to swim. <laughs> like, I blame the parents in this case. No, I think the example is that he uh he knocks Knocks himself over and uh, becomes unconscious, and, and then uh, slides into the pool. Well, that's why you don't run. No, he's in the, in the top. He's in the top. He hits his head. He he drops face face in the water. You know, face down in the water. So, anyway, <laughs> I but think like, now that we figure out how to kill children, <laughs> where does the, the death if, penalty if one fall? Is worse in it? than the other. Um, Say again. Where does, where does the, the death, death penalty? penalty fall within this? I mean, I guess it depends on whether or not you're pro. Yeah, like if punishment. these two cases went, if these two cases went to court, would there be a difference between them? Well, no, I mean, like, oh, you're. Oh, mm, I guess yeah. One's manslaughter, and the other is first degree murder. Is it? Is that? Is that so? Wait, what? What was the question? Uh, if these two cases, Smith and Jones, were, went to court, yeah. would there be a difference between them? Oh, yeah. There would be a difference in charges. Um, yeah. One would be murder. And I'm pretty sure. I don't know if the other one. Especially. Yeah. I don't know if the other one would be mans. I mean, I, yeah. They're, I guess it would be They're both premeditated. But they're not, though, because he comes across the child and it's like a manslaughter by opportunity but, but he went there to kill the child but so he didn't he do it didn't, oh, he didn't, he didn't find the, the child drowning he would have drowned the child but, but here's I guess the you thing don't know that yeah he's he's not going to admit wanting to do that like that's something that you sh- sh- keep keep it keep to yourself well there's the ethical question and the legal question but in and then, you know, in either case, you can assume how much you want to assume we know. It's, I'm not asking to, uh, can he get away legally? The question is, like, is one worse than the other? Is one act worse than the other? Um, honestly, I kind of feel like the watching the kid drown is the worst. And I know that that's, like, super <laughs> fucked up. I think it's because it's, like, if you're There's actively... honor in actually killing them. Yeah, kind of. I'm, like, you know, if you're going to do it, fucking do it. Fine. Respect. Weird. But okay. But, like, <laughs> watching a kid drown, I'm, like, you're a sick fuck. You know? And uh-huh. also a little bit of a coward, too. Like, you couldn't... You didn't have the stones to, like, do it yourself. So you're just going to, like, watch a kid drown creepily. Like, I, you know... Yeah. 
I, I don't know if that answers your ethical question. <laughs> and one, and no one, one asked me to babysit is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this points, your, your comment points to one thing that's special about this example is that we know the motives and the motives are pretty um, immoral. And so um, we might just be judging this, this, these acts on motive entirely. Um, you know, so the idea is like you wanted to kill the child anyway, and and uh, you achieved your goal. It just has so happened that you don't even have to try it, try very hard, um, because we know that they had this, they had this evil motive. But if if you uh, think of like the euthanasia example again, there's something different there, where you know you're not. You're not going to murder <laughs> the patient. You, you're doing this to, you know, uh, relieve them. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. But I mean, if we if we go back to the hundred, yeah, you know, some of the examples. <laughs> <Thanks for wrangling. laughs> some of the examples of things that happen on the show that are killing or letting die. What are some examples? I mean, Clark pulling a lever several times. Yeah. So, but at the same time, that was an interesting one, one. Because if she didn't do it, then her people would die. So, you know. So dropship, uh, you know. Dropship burning fire? Burning 300 grounders. Uh, yeah, the drop dropship, that was killing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do we have? Um, is, is... Ton DC is letting die. Yeah. Is... Was, did something happen before times? Well, is is the pulling the lever at Mount Weather like? Yeah, you, that's killing. You know, Monty let prob- die. You're probably gonna die, but at the same time, maybe some of you guys have developed uh, an immunity to radiation. Like, I feel like letting in the air. Yeah, it's killing, but like, also, it's like, man, I can't help that you guys are genetically inferior. Like, my people can <laughs> breathe this air; it's fine. I mean, that's a. That's a great point because you might think, well, what by the same logic when we were saying, look, this patient was would have died anyway. Um, we just didn't help them, didn't save them. Can't we say, well, if if it weren't for these insulators, these people would have died anyway. Yeah. And so remo- removing the insulators is not killing them. It's just they were they should have died a hundred years ago. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, Clark, yeah, like, she didn't kill them. She just, you know, unplugged the ventilators. And and it's kind of like the relationship between Clark and Bellamy pulling the lever and Monty setting up the lever to be able to be pulled. Like, do they have the same culpability? Because he made it possible, but they did it, but they couldn't have done it without him. Yeah. And we talked about this uh, when we were talking about season two. Uh, something like Ton DC actually happened, uh, or instances of that happened during World War II, uh, where mm-hmm. towns were being targeted and they um, couldn't you know, save like, them because otherwise it would give them away. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. They chose not to say anything and let the town be bombed because they didn't want to. They didn't want the Germans to realize that they they can read the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's. I don't think anyone like was convicted of murder for that. Right, because, um, you know, 
it also comes down to sort of the scale of it where you're like, well, we're going to just have to let a whole town get bombed. So, <laughs> you know, like, well, it all comes out in the wash. I don't know how that works. <laughs> it's like um, national security. It's like, right? It's things that it's that gray area where where you're like, how yeah. many people get to die to save how many other people? Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I feel like I feel like we 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 got into this for a hot minute. Um, I, I think, I think it's probably time to get back to the, them finding the weird, um, hippie daycare center. Um, and Can I just toss- yeah. say my piece about Echo now? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I feel like I have to say it. Um, okay. And I'll try to be as measured as possible. Okay. Um, I hated that Echo's the one standing up for Clark. Um, and there's a lot of reasons, you know, like, it's been two episodes since Echo is like, I should have killed you when I had the chance. And, or, you know, 125 years, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so to me, that doesn't make any sense. And like, not only that, but like the delivery of when when they're at the table and, um, and Amori, Amori, um, attacks Clark and Echo's like, easy, cluck, cluck. I'm like, what? Did that seriously just happen? Um, because, like, I – so from what Tasia said at Conageddon at, at the panel, she was saying how the direction for her during um, – you know, when they're they're watching Monty say goodbye um, and tell them about – like, telling them about the new planet or whatever, mm-hmm. um, she was talking about how it was really hard because she was told she couldn't show emotion. She couldn't cry. She had to be stoic. So to go from that – and here she's, like, clucking at them not to – attack Clark. I was like, what? (laughs) And so I just like, to me, it doesn't make any sense that she's the one standing up. And like, maybe there could have been a way that they did it where she says something like cutting the way that she had throughout like last season, you know, like the friction that she had with Raven over Shaw, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, baby, oh, we have to kill him. You know, it was like, gotta do what I gotta do. You know, like that made more sense. So now like to have this like 180, like to me, it it was so unnatural. And it just like, there's a lot of us and I'm, I'm forcing this conversation because I know there's a lot of people out there like me who feel this way. And so I'm addressing that. (laughs) And like, I just like, I'm so confused by the direction in this because to me, there's definitely a way to work Echo into the story in a way that, like, people could be open to it, um, including myself. And, like, it's just, like, every decision they make just makes it, like, more and more <laughs> impossible that that's ever going to happen. And, like, this is, like, a prime example of that. And so to have her do it when, like, if you consider, like, Amori and Murphy, like, like I really like the exchange that Clark has with Murphy, so I'm kind of okay that he was, like, kind of a dick, because I thought that that played out so well. But if you think about Amori, who knows what it's like to be an outsider, knows mm-hmm. what it's like to make decisions for herself because she was all alone, and who's going to look out for her if not herself, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot that makes sense there. So if you consider that, like, Amori being the one that se- steps up for Clark... And, um, and is like, you know, like I, I had, I had that one like random grounder guy killed just to save myself. Like, I get it. I get making decisions and not thinking about everyone because I get what being alone feels like. And mm-hmm. so like, there's just like such a natural progression to have her be that person. So when she's the one attacking Clark, I'm just like, 
God, like, this is so unnatural that we're forcing Echo to be the person to do that. And it's just, like, it goes into my issue of, like, feeling like it's all shoehorned in. And, like, it feels like the creator's being upset that Echo wasn't well-received last season and doubling down on it instead of realizing that there was some, like, um, valid valid criticism. And, like, yes... I, like, I know that I'm fixated on it. I'm, like, not, I'm not not aware of that. Like, I get it. Like, I wish I wasn't. Like, me, you guys and me both. Um, and so. Everyone wishes for this. Uh, so it's just, like, it's, it's, I just am very frustrated that, like, we have a roadmap for rehabbing a character. Like, it was done so beautifully with Murphy. And the fact that we've done none of that and only decisions to really pit her against, like, a part of the audience, like, it's just, it feels purposefully like vindictive (laughs) um and so like i think it's just like it's just to me like so ridiculous and i really wish that they would have done it with amori because i think that could have been really nice um so anyways i just wanted to get that out of the way (laughs) do you feel better i do good good i I, I agree with you less i mean you don't have a problem with it in the same way i totally yeah i don't have a problem with it in the same way as you but like i said i did have a problem with all of them coming out after after um after clark and you know like anyway we can we can move on from that um do you do you feel catharticized i just feel like it needs to be said because i feel like it's valid no i'm not trying to criticism is absolutely valid i think that um you know you you care strongly more strongly about it than I think probably Shaheen and I do, but at yeah. the same time, like yeah. that does not invalidate the point that you have made. Like yes. yes, it was it was. I didn't have an issue with. I had more of an issue of Amori coming after Clark. Yeah, excuse me, than I did with Echo defending her. If that makes yeah. sense. No, no, I totally get it. And for me, it's like those are wrapped into being the same thing because yeah. of the decisions the writers made. But yes, cool, cool, great. You, do you have anything to add, Shaheen? Um, no. No. You're right. About Echo? About Echo. I was I was also I thought it was weird that Echo was putting in a good word for Clark. But um yeah, that's it. <laughs> that <laughs> just wanted to note that was weird. Oh but um yes. Bob's addressed that sufficiently, so <laughs> Oh, I should just say the other part. I want it to be fast because I'm so upset about it. But like um <laughs> I figured I'll just get it all out right now. Oh, this is good so we though. don't have to See, talk about it. <laughs> how often do you get to be upset about something and then actually like come back and be like, and another thing and it's not weird? <laughs> <laughs> well no, um I really side eyed the well, Jason wrote this episode, so I really side-eyed Jason, I guess. Um, with that, the campfire line where Echo's like, who knows forgiveness better than we do? And, like, here's the thing. Like, I get where forgiveness has to be part of the story because she was the worst of anybody to Bellamy. Like, and, like, you can say, like, yes, they weren't friends, they had no relationship, so, like, it didn't... Um, it wasn't like a friend doing those things, but at the same time, like those traumas were real, and like Bellamy had to like date the person who created those traumas. It's like, you know. Anyways, so like I get why forgiveness is part of that, but there's a way to like find a, a theme within that without taking forgiveness from Bullock because that's something that's been established since season one. 
And, like, I'm sure that everyone's seen the gift sets out there that show every single time that Bullark has brought this up. Um, but so, like, I was thinking about, like, if I was the writers, how could I give substance to Becco because it has none and, and call upon, like, something like that? And I thought, like, the perfect way to say that would be, like, about second chances. And to, like, instead of being, like, forgiveness, which just... It, again, that's, that's, it's that's like Blark's thing. It's Blark's thing, and it's like a purposeful. I, don't know, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to. Well, if you need forgiveness, I'll give that to you. <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> I mean, I, it could be argued that forgiveness is a universal theme in this, and and that, but but that Blark uh, are more overt about about pointing it out um well but like when you think about like themes within um character dynamics yes and raven fucking not forgiving abby yes but like (laughs) if you think about like joe when you hear may we meet again what do you think about somebody's died well okay (laughs) (laughs) um but like it's just such a thing that they've used with Blark over and over again. So now to use it with Becco, it's just like, it's either they're trying to repurpose it for Becco, they're trying to um, dismantle Blark, which I do think that that's what they're doing. But it's just like, it, it, again, it feels cruel. And there's like definitely a way they could have done it without doing that, which it would have been like, uh, everyone deserves a second chance. Like, you know that, you know? And, like, that could have been their thing. Like, they could be all about second chances. And, like, that's their, <laughs> you, like, You slogan. want them to have a different catchphrase. I, I want them to not steal from Bullark because they don't have anything, you know? Like, I want them to have their own separate thing. Um, Because, like, you know what? Even if you champion platonic Bullark, like, it's been something that's been built up since season one. So to take something that has all this on screen. Oh my God, that's amazing. Are you hearing thunder. this? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw the lightning and then like before the lightning had even finished, the thunder happened. <laughs> um, is this where I die? Yes, it is. What do you want me to put on your gravestone? Um, God, you know, I've never Bring even snacks. thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, so what I'm trying to say is that it felt mean (laughs) and there's just like, there's so many other ways that it could have been done. Um, and I just, I really hope that Jason, um, can kind of give us some thought behind why that choice was made. Um, yeah, a lot of people were really upset about it and I can't blame them. No, I, I can, I can totally see that. Um. I, I wasn't as in tune to that at all. Like, that didn't set off any red flags for me or anything. I wasn't like, meh. Um, but... Of course not. <laughs> with, with your, um, you know, the, the evidence supported by the text, I, I can I, I, I can see your point. Like, what if, what if in another relationship Clark had, she bowed fealty to somebody? How would you feel? I mean, I would think... I, I would have to wonder... Um, like what kind of weird like kink thing is happening with that? Like, well, I but think like, how would you feel? I it would be weird. But like, wouldn't it feel like something <laughs> that was special for Klexa was being repurposed for something else? I thought them having sex was special for Klexa. Um, 
you know. But anyway, anyway, so I feel like I feel like we're getting we don't have to bring Klexa into this. Every time we talk about Belark, we don't have to bring Klexa into I'm it. I'm sorry. I was just trying to get you to understand how I no, felt. No, no, I no, I I I I got you. I got you. Okay. Um Shaheen, do you have any residual Becco feels that you would like to <laughs> to address? As a, as a as a Becco neutral. Yeah, no. Like I said, that's all. Did you did it seem odd to you? Uh yeah. I just said that the only thing was like um was I muted when I said this? <laughs> no, no, the 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 the, um, the forgiveness part is is what I'm asking. Yeah, well, the whole thing of uh, Echo putting in a good word for Clark was weird to me. Like the whole, um, who who should it have been? Yeah, and then forgiveness. Yeah, I mean, every time a character who's been like terrible <laughs> talks about these things, it's like, are you trying to absolve yourself or? <laughs> yeah, so does not does not but yeah, fly. I, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't have any strong feelings about it. Do you have anything else, Bubs? No, it's okay if you do. I want no, you to, good. you know, I, I, I don't want you to bottle this up and... <laughs> Joe, you know that I couldn't bottle if I tried. <laughs> it just all comes out. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Um, I am sorry. <laughs> so so we have, uh, they, they find this weird um, abandoned preschool and it's weird. Um, on the way up there, Murphy's continuing to be a dick, which I actually thought was kind of interesting because... Looking back and knowing that, you know, like, you know, Amori goes crazy and gets super stabby and stuff, um, knowing that sort of they're going to, you know, go through this, you know, and what we've seen in the trailer, this sort of like weird psychosis madness or whatever. The fact that like, I still even on rewatch was like, I don't actually know if it's affecting Murphy and maybe he's just being just like, is just being extra dickish today. But like, he never really struck me as very obviously like much, you know, how Amori got like hella fucking stabby, which fair. <laughs> Cause like he was being super loud and annoying. Um, but anyway, so they find this, uh, you know, abandoned preschool. There's like, uh, you know, some creepy children's book. There's some like kinky shit with, uh, chains and handcuffs on the wall. Um, yeah, what what do you guys think about like this is and you know we zoom out and there's a goddamn castle and like then there's like these weird like geometric uh uh you know like uh farmland and stuff like what do you guys think like it's definitely a different look. I can I talk about a theory that I had while I was writing my notes? Okay. So um <laughs> no. No. Well, I I feel like it's out there but like so We've been teased, like, Eliza has teased that, like, this has been, like, such a hard acting year for her, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't really know how that plays into this specifically. Um, but then I was, oh, crap, I can't talk about that. <laughs> so um, this time when I was, like, re-watching to take notes and we were zoomed out on, like, this place you're talking about, you know, it looks like uh -huh. little sushi slices on, like, a plate. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was like, I was looking at that, and at first I was like, I was like, it almost like reminds me of like the Fibonacci sequence, like you know, like all of them are just kind of spiral. And then I was like, wait a minute, why do they all look so similar? And then I was thinking about like, what if each little community are just like clones of each other? So and you're so, you're with the clone theory. I guess I'm with the clone theory, dude. Do you know how so much weird. I want this? Yes. Do you know how much my wish list? It. 
No, it was on my it was on my predictions thing of like I know that oh, you know they they've, they've been hyping up like fighting their own demons and stuff, but like. I kind of want them to actually have the technology to make their own demons. Like a microwave? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I want it to not be a metaphor or like a head trip or like a vision quest. Like I want them to fight or fuck their clones. Oh <laughs> Maybe Clark will. She'll finally get some over Clara. Of all people, years. of all people, I kind of am curious. Like what if Clark is a kill her clone per- kind of person? You know? Like you think, know, she but you would think be if bang. anyone, if anyone would be bang, you would think it would be Clark, especially wait, after wait. 126 years. Wait, why is this? If anyone would, like, are the odds that more people are going to choose to kill their clone than to have sex with them? I would not. Why are those the two options? Those are the two options. Sex with my clone. I want us to do puzzles together. <laughs> Because, like, killing and banging are two, like, very, like, primal things. And so it's like, you know, which one would you do to to get out of a room if you had to do one? First of all, only gay people can answer this question. Why can only gay people (laughs) answer this question? Because your clone is your own gender. So... You have to be a homosexual. I... 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 I, No. (laughs) Or bisexual, at least. So I have no attraction to my own clone. I I would not have attraction to my own clone either. I don't want to see my own hair yet. <laughs> I l- <laughs> you know, I remember, though, you talking about Kane's hairy ass and being fine with it. So <laughs> that is a callback, ladies and gentlemen, to season four. So I'm just saying. Why were we talking about that? I can't remember. It was the, it was the cabbie sex scene. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Was, this was it? good. Which, you know, how we feel about cabbie now. But that was a good sex scene. How the mighty have fallen. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, so so your your crackpot theory of possible actual clones. Yeah, it just it struck me as odd in like their mirror. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. I really I really can't wait for more episodes, I have to say, which is a very big positive for the show and the fact that like I'm gonna admit something that's very embarrassing, but I have now seen this episode six times. <laughs> Holy shit. Which, which the thing is, like what while I had obviously... Are there that many hours since since it aired and we're recording? Good God. <laughs> no, yeah, there is. Um, but I guess it's like, as much as obviously I had problems with certain things, like this, again, it takes me back to season one that I rewatched more than any other season by like a thousand times because it was well, so I, rewatchable and fun. I feel like... I, you know, for all the issues that I had with this episode in terms mm-hmm. of, like, there was, like, a little bit of, like, hokey. It's it's weird. Some of the humorous beats totally worked for me. Mm-hmm. Like, when they cut to, when they cut to Becco on a swing set, like, watching mm-hmm. Murphy, like, sing, I was, like, and, like, the the volume went down. Like, that was, like, comedic brilliance. Like, it was so, it was great. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I'm willing, I didn't hate season five as much as, as, as other people did. Like, I did not hate the season. <laughs> um, but, but... You know, if if they're going to try their best to do some weird shit, um, you know, yeah, let show it to me. Like I'm I'm in it. Like commit. Yeah, commit. Um shit, what were we even talking about? Uh weird weird creepy <laughs> creepy playground. New, yeah. Abandonedness. Did you have thoughts about it, Shaheen? I like how colorful the whole thing is. Didn't that make it weirder though? What Instagram <laughs> yeah, filter is that? Yeah, it looks like that? a <laughs> It looks like in like Neverhood. Oh, uh, Neverland. Oh no, Neverhood is it was a uh, video game 
that was like a claymation. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. I think uh, DreamWorks made it. When um, what what console was it for? I played it on PC, but I think it was PlayStation. Huh. Um, Never heard of it. it. It's hilarious, like a po- point and click game, but it's hilarious because it takes place in this sort of era where like there's a god who's creating stuff, and then um, it stops. It's kind. Of, it, it's very um, trippy. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like a weird um, thing for kids. Yeah. So, so at what point, like, did you guys start getting the heebie-jeebies in this episode? Because, like, you know what we've what we've seen what we've seen in the trailers, like Clark finding you know handcuffs and chains on the wall of a preschool, like, huh? <laughs> well, I thought like swing set handcuffs, like this is definitely where people go to have orgies, like eyes wide shut. <laughs> Why I not? Mean- if only you know my feelings on this. Maybe you have to have, like, you know, an orgy with, I, well, anyway, maybe you just have to have an orgy with, like, 14 clones. I don't know. That seems like a like a lot of work, oh but maybe boy. not a lot of work. I don't know. Um, so Murphy is being annoying and breaks in and Amori is irritated with him. And then she goes a little crazy and gets super stabby. Yeah, so my question, like, so how does this work? Like, why did she go first? And I think they talked, they were like, she fell on the bushes. <laughs> um, She's weak. <laughs> maybe she breathes. She, hand, wavy, hand wavy explanation that I never liked. She breathes more air or less air. I'm not sure. Maybe, like, her, like, mutantness, like, processes air differently. But but the, but the children's book said that only some people are affected. Which, like, is kind of the confusing thing to be, like, was... No, it says only some are immune. Only some. Right. Very few are immune. Which Murphy's... Which is interesting. I'm I'm still waiting to see someone who's immune. Well, but that's that's the thing is that I'm really curious if Murphy is or isn't. Because he's just being a dick the whole time. But, like, is he being a dick (laughs) because he is infected or or is just a dick? It's it's impossible to tell. Yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of like that. But so far, from what we've seen, only Amori is actively gone cuckoo. Right. Um, is that right? Yes. Yes. Is that, like... <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, like where so. this is, where this is going to go. The stab in the leg, right? Wait, and who's then- that? Didn't she stab him in the chest and like a bunch or, of like I thought that he would be dead by now because she that stabs was him and then the dropship is taken and that's where it ends. Correct? Super stabby. No, so I thought stabby. she stabbed him a couple times. Oh, maybe. Hmm. 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 Um. One other thing, and this is a Balark moment that I actually had issue with, Bubs. Oh, would, interesting. That I would like to bring up. Okay. Uh, when when they're when they go into the into the room. And um, after and Clark they, is watching them and is like, nah. and it's kind of creepy. Um, yeah, when they Sad. when they start talking about uh, the radio calls, yeah, and it's going well, and it's a nice conversation, and it's weird, and it's awkward because, like, yeah, maybe they did used to like alternatively have feelings for each other that like were ships in the night, and like now they're six years older and being like, man, you know, us dumb kids. And well, then, but it, it's no time has passed, quote unquote. 
since Clark has been making these calls. It's like, remember 125 plus six years ago? Listen, and again, <laughs> they we don't know how long they were awake and like I'm just, what conversations were had. I'm just saying, like, Clark is saying some really heartfelt things being like, you know, calling you like every day. Like it helped, you know, it helped keep me from going crazy. Like whatever. Yeah. And then Bellamy fucking negs her and was like, that was pathetic. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like that was, I mean, I know that he's jokingly saying it, but like pathetic was not the right word to use there. Like it was mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, well, okay. My interpretation, if I believed, if I believed that the show was going to go there and was still setting it up, my interpretation of that would be. He has a girlfriend now, and he's like, oh, no, this is dangerous because I have feelings, but I have a girlfriend. And, like, I can't – it's like – it's the I could say something, and this is just going to open up a can of worms. Or I can – I can just – Go say this <laughs> right? and defuse like, everything. I don't think it was mean. I think I, I like. I think it rubbed me so wrong. I was like, that was uncalled for and <laughs> awkward and not funny, sir. Like that but was you, rude. I feel like you. Clark really... didn't seem offended. Yeah. Huh? Clark didn't seem offended. Well, she wasn't written to be offended. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, well, I mean, these things are a lot. A lot of times, it's like in the moment. If it if it's work, if it works in the moment, it's lighthearted, and both people laugh. Then, it just you know, really didn't it. like. It did not land for me, and I was offended on your Balark behalf. But oh, apparently, no. my no. my offense was misplaced. Um, um, but I I guess like I. One of the times, I, I think maybe the first time I watched it. Bellamy is usually self-deprecating. He does not usually put that on other people. Yeah, but now it's like shitty Bellamy from season five. <laughs> I'm darkest timeline Bellamy with his goatee. I'm not like, I'm, I wrote one, this is like a note that like I, I think I skipped over. Um, but like this season, I'm just like, it's still season five. Bellamy needs such a pill. And like still, like this scene still didn't like completely rub me the wrong way i think that just like everything someone says doesn't have the entire weight of the world especially something like i really think that he is trying to like lighten up the moment and like my criticism if i were to criticize it um from the brillark standpoint is that like he just like diffused all the tension when you want the tension to remain there and like still be something that they're like awkward and talking about and thinking about um but he, i to me it was more that he, he gave took her away an your out. angst yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i think he it's more that he gave her an out like he he said something that was obviously like joking and he be like don't worry about it yeah yeah exactly um and because like also like he's saying that like maddie already told him and he didn't change the way he was around her really apart from like maybe forgiving her so if he had been like really cagey and weird that's one thing. And then he says, like, pathetic. Then it's like, ouch. But he he accepts her as the person who called him 2,000 times. So I don't know. I guess I didn't think it was pathetic. Like, it's not pathetic. And, like, I, I don't think that he's trying to say it actually is pathetic. Like, if he were to be like, 
yeah, well, that's pathetic. Like, gotta work on that. No, no, like, I understand what they were trying to get to get out of that scene. Like, I understand, like, the intent behind it. It was just the completely wrong choice for me. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, as I, you know, the fact that you, a known Belarker, um, were not upset by it, I'm glad. Because not in my, that way, yeah. <laughs> because my upset by it is, is you know, far less uh, impactful to me. Than, than you're upset by this. Yeah. So, <laughs> were you upset at all, Shaheen? You were fine. <laughs> um. I, yeah, I was fine. Okay, good. I noticed it, but like I said, because uh, it seemed like uh, they both laughed. And so, so everything was fine? Yeah, I mean, sometimes friends have these sorts friends. of <laughs> languages between themselves. <laughs> Let's let's unless we have anything else from the episode, which I did such a terrible job in any way wrangling. Uh, we can That's move on to Penny Dickery. Do you guys do you guys have anything? I, I have a lot of questions about the planet. Oh, like in <laughs> Petty Dickery, or just like as as a as a point of order? Uh, yeah, no point okay. of order. <laughs> Lay it on me, Shaheen. I mean, it's not it's not well actually or anything. I just don't get it. So first of all. <laughs> Alpha is a moon? That's no called moon. Sanctum. I'm confused. <laughs> okay, Alpha is Sanctum, right. Is Alpha Sanctum and and is that a moon? Well, that's Where did Alpha I, come from? I missed that. Yeah, I I no, cuz they called it Alpha at the very beginning. Yeah. They said we we're going to land on Alpha and then when they oh, go down they don't there know yet. until it's they get to Yeah. But so the whole story is happening on the moon of this planet. But I guess it's a pretty big fucking moon. Yeah. yeah, but then does that mean like there's more shit going on on the planet? I think that no. maybe that maybe. maybe maybe. But but actually, um, this was who brought this up? It could have been. I read Selena's review and it had like a lot of really great nuggets. Everyone should read it. Um, I think she brought this up, but it could have been somewhere else. But apparently, when we talk about um Goldilocks planets, um, and planets that are potentially habitable. Actually, a lot of them aren't planets. A lot of them are moons. And so that's... Because they're small that, enough? No, no. It, it's just in terms of um, the factors that make a planet livable, like water, heat, whatever. It turns out that there's a lot more moons that fall into that, whether there's so just we, more moons. we that's are an anomaly in that we are a planet. We're not an anomaly. We are... It's more likely that it's a moon. And so, yes, we're on a planet. Um... And there's actually there's actually a lot of other things that make our um, our planet special, um, which I learned because I went to AwesomeCon this past <laughs> weekend. And which the awesome thing about AwesomeCon is that half of it's like um, a regular convention with celebrities and like stuff. Um, and the other half, like there are all these like real science talks, meaning like NASA came and talked about like black holes um, or Cyrus Rex. And um, a lot of it was geared towards finding the origin of life. Um, And so some people were all about that and other people were all about finding, like, external life. Um, And so, like, depending on the divide, they would talk about, like, um, what planets are survivable. And and someone also talked about how Earth is special based on the circumstances. It is kind of rare. And I can't remember why, but somebody should Google that because it was really, really interesting. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, uh, so I guess <laughs> I still have a lot no, of no, questions. No, no, that was great. I, so, it, science. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, so how the, how the fuck did they How get do you from, miss a planet? 
So, yeah, so close to this moon and missed the planet. So I think, I bet what happened is when, like, by the time the the ship, by the time Allegis stopped, they were close enough to the moon that they couldn't see past it. Does that make sense? By the time they woke up. Yeah, and then they woke up and they're like, oh, look, we're in front of this. They woke up and it's like, oh, shit, we're right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, look, I can reach out and touch it. And then, like, when all of these weird eclipse things happen, then suddenly you're like, oh, here's this giant fucking planet that was, you know, that, that like, was not on your screen. Yeah. It was off screen. Yeah, and then uh, what's <laughs> up with the aurora? Yeah, I I feel like that's gonna be a thing. That right? in that's addition to the Allegis failsafe codes will be something that we will come back to she later. And there's also there was like the um in the trailer there was that weird person in the mist, and everyone was saying that it was Shaw once that was seen, but I don't think it was right. That didn't look like that. The the person running at the edge of the mist in the trailer. Um, so maybe that is about the, I think there was an interview with Jason where he was talking about, what did he call it? The anomaly? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what he said about it. I was like, we'll find out about it eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, unless it was Shaw and they have twins. <gasps> I'm just saying. People die and then they come back. Right? <laughs> oh man whoa like what if you can't die here and like what if there's a finite number of resources and once you die the first time like or like they have to send all of your like reanimated clones somewhere so they send them to the planet and so it's a planet (laughs) just think joe there's gonna be eight canes i hate you so much (laughs) sorry what what shaheen Nothing. I just said they dumped their clothes on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Just garbage. Garbage clones. <laughs> sounds like a um, Rick and Morty thing to do. <laughs> it sounds very Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking of a Gazor episode. I love that dudes? episode. The, the it's dudes. when Morty has a baby, right? Oh. Yeah. Because he has sex with that sex robot that he thinks is just a sex robot. That was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that episode. <laughs> Anywho, um, more more planet questions from you, Shaheen. Uh, I'm good. That I'm was done. that was it. You want to know more about yeah. the planet? Uh, I want to know slash about moon. It. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, they you know it still only vaguely looks like Vancouver. You had a you had a sunshine filter on it. You're like, oh look, we're no longer in Vancouver. It's it's yellow here. Um, cool. So uh, Petty Dickery, um, Shaheen, you have you have a couple. Um, yeah, so first of all, English, like, on Sanctum hasn't changed at all. That's some bullshit right there. Right, because, um, like, the English language from where it is now to where it was 200 years ago is different. Yeah, like, and, and like, the grounders, look at how, how much their language changed. And generally, if you take, like, a small group of people and... Isolate them? Transfer them somewhere else. Yeah, it's like gen- genetic grief. Uh, genetic drift right it's like you could suddenly get a big changes because who knows how what their vernacular is and how they talk to each other it's gonna change things. that's genetic drift anyway well not language but like genetic drift exists and language drift would then also exist cultural right. like yeah. Drift, yeah yeah um and so but yeah i and i mean i kind of it's kind of lazy i think because like you know they hired 
uh, David J. Peterson for season one onwards. Um, but I guess, yeah, anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your other, what's your other the petty degree? Oh, with, so, okay. The excuse for, um, waking up Octavia was that they wanted her blood. Wait. To give to Kane? No, uh, all of Abby, our- Abby didn't want yeah. him, her awake. Right, but Nyla said I want. Uh, Octavia said Nyla wanted my blood. Yeah, I think it was just Kane. more pints of it, but I, I th- and the thirst, obviously. Um, but I think it was more like Nyla also probably doesn't understand the science of universal donors, so she was like, "They just need your blood." I think it was less a universal donor <laughs> thing and more just a pint of fucking blood because Nyla's trying her best. Okay. <laughs> well, why, why Octavia though? Because she loves her and wants yeah. to bang her. They can, like, yeah, they can get blood from someone else who's already awake. It seems like there's not a lot of Arcadians left. So the reason why, I don't, did Abby say it? But, like, what we know from Arcadians is that they have, they're universal donors. Yeah, for each other. Right. Yeah. Well, for anybody. Yeah, so you don't need anybody. a specific person. So Yeah, yeah no, I think, I think that was just thirst and a way to get Octavia to awake. But mostly thirst. <laughs> Wait, with blood type, isn't it that universal donors are not universal receivers? True, but Schmeitz. Schmeitz. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, any other petty dicks? Yes. Shaheen? Oh. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Bubs? Mermaid waves and shadowy eye makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I Okay, Echo and Raven look great, <laughs> but it's like very jarring. That they, they're like, I, what are people saying online? Sephora crew? Yeah. And like, I, I know that people had issues with Raven's ponytail last year, but like, I don't think we Nobody needed like had a issues makeover. With the ponytail, people had issues with the pe- the two pieces of bang oh, hair okay, that would yeah. always fall down. And you're like, you know, you could just not cut those that short. <laughs> Easy fix. Easy fix. <laughs> just pin them back. So I'm like... I know that they live together, so I don't know if they, like, talk and they're like, well, let's, like, let's put it in our contract this year that we're, like, we get to pick our makeup. And so, like, I don't, I have no idea how it works. Maybe it's not that at all. But, like, I wish that whoever is making the decisions was, like, okay. Maybe if we're going to glam them up. Yeah, if, but, like, if we're going to glam them up, glam everybody up so that it's not, like, confusing and jarring. <laughs> because it's, like, you know when something stands out so much, you're, like, is this part of the story? Like, is it meant to say something? Because, to me, it's at the level where I'm, like, what is this trying to say? Like, why? So, it, they need to go more subtle. Because, otherwise, I'm just, like, I don't understand what the story is about this. Um, because it seems like big enough because to be they part are so much more glamorously made up than anyone else in well, the cast. But it's just like, it's not even like, oh, they look pretty. Like, they have some eyeliner. It's like, there's mermaid waves. You know, <laughs> your hair doesn't just do that. Um, Raven so, has straight hair. I don't actually know what mermaid waves are, but speaking of water. Google it, it'll make so much sense. Okay. Uh, everyone can Google it. Uh, speaking of water, um, this is this is just a, and maybe Murphy can be forgiven because somehow he knows how to swim, even though he grew up on the ark, but okay. <laughs> um, if you're going to swim, you take off your pants and your shoes too. 
Like, especially I'm guessing Murphy is not a strong swimmer to begin with um, because he grew up on the Ark and maybe barely only knows how to swim. Um, don't, you don't swim with your boots and your pants on. It's going to make you, it, 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 it's not good. It's going to make you like possibly drown because <laughs> shit's heavy and gets waterlogged. My second one. Um, it, and it's hard, it's hard to swim with, with your boots on. Yeah, like, it's fucking hard. Because Plus then your boots are wet. You need, because you need your feet to, like, yeah, create, propel forward. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, because your boots, like, pull in the water, and then you kick it out. It's just, it's just horribly inefficient. Damn it, Murphy. Um, And then, (laughs) so, so, they've been there for 200 years, right? And we zoom out on this castle, and we see farmland, and possibly clones, I don't know. Somewhere there's a printing press with like modern, <laughs> other modern manufacturing. Like, I will give it to them that they like came there with like chairs and shit. Like, it was a huge planet thing, whatever. Like, they, they came there with equipment and were able to build things. But like, Ikea. that was a children, a professionally printed children's book. You know what? Did you read the script to screen? I did not. I'm a bad person. Okay. So I read the script to screen and that actually is in that the explained? script. No, 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 no. In the script, um, they have that scene, and they talk about it being a hand-bound book. <laughs> so somewhere between them writing that, and I feel like it was meant to be, like, more crude, um, oh. we ended up with something that was prim- – but, like, at the same time, um, working um, in the capacity that I deal with, like, a lot of print shit, um, like, we have our own perfect bound machine at the office, and we also, like, we have printers that print edgeless – um, so in the realm of like this being somewhat like a few years in the future, um, I, I to me it's not it's outside not of a the petty realm. Dickery. It's not like, it's not outside of the realm. If they prioritize this on the ship, it's totally possible that they'd have the printers. Although, like, do they have unlimited ink? Can they make more ink? Was this made like a long time ago? In which case, like, it would have made more sense if it was like a weathered book. Yeah. That like now they don't have those supplies anymore. Um but yeah, I okay. think that's a great I, point. Though. I mean, I think I, do we know for sure that they don't have like a civilization? And, like, I mean, that's what we don't know. And shit? We don't know. Maybe they have like all sorts of it factories, like, it. like on the other, like on the actual planet. Like, like maybe this is. We just- have what? Sorry. Like on the on the actual planet, maybe they have all the manufacturing. What if this? Like, what if? What if? Hold on. What if? Because this is clearly <laughs> this is clearly where children live. What if they send all the kids here? And, like, oh. you have to, like, grow up and go through puberty and, I don't know, Ooh. kill a bear or something, and then you get to, like, come to the planet. I like that theory. Um, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe Especially it affects kids differently. Maybe they have yeah. to earn it. Like, earn being, like, a peaceful person and then go to get to live on the peaceful planet. Maybe the kids have to kill their clones. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's consistent with the guy on <laughs> the trailer being, like, you know, because they, they act like they're superior or something. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense if they have, like, a selection process. Yeah. You know, like, yeah kind of like 300. Uh, like, everyone's 300. the fucking, like, like, <laughs> no. like everyone is in a conclave. Like 3%. Three, oh, that show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, All right, like so 3%. new theories. You heard it here first. Uh, possible clones, possible children walkabouts. Yeah. I want to hear what other people think, too. Yeah, so all of our five listeners, write back. Let us know. <laughs> let us know your thoughts. Uh, either who's on our Twitter. one like number one right now? Ne- Jeff Nest. Am I? 
the person who like asked us to do the pre thing that we like totally failed at. Oh, that but was we so didn't. Nice we, of it was ask. on. It was on uh, Reddit. You can also come yell at us on Reddit. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll post stuff in there, and you can you know converse with us in long paragraphs, um, and we'll reply with snarky gifts. Yes. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts? I see you have the infinity symbol here, Shaheen. I'm just hopeful. I know nothing's gonna come out of it. But. <laughs> you want you want a little alley? Know that feel. I'm just like <laughs> holding a little uh, corner of my heart. You know, the still. Uh, lit up you know there's a little <laughs> well we got her I last season we had that again. like surprise last season where she got burned at the stake like who's to say erica sarah didn't like stop by vancouver for a hot sec i think she lives there you, like films do you guys think that'll come back because like that was again like one of my like big like but where becca did that was go? in charge becca was in charge of this like <sighs> right yeah i don't know i mean i i don't mind i don't mind continuity at all <laughs> <laughs> well but like why i feel like this is such is an Sarah. unnecessary like why was she being bur- burnt at the stake and then never talked about again well yeah. maybe we'll get to talk about it again maybe but maybe I, maybe maybe she's still there because one of her clones survived the conclave well she's in the chip well no but i'm saying like what if there's like another one like what if they like brought a like she's like the first one she's still becca prometta <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. We have no idea. What's, I, I kind of – here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I mentioned this in my pre-pod notes, mm-hmm. like, of our predictions. My – one of my biggest things last season was how much stuff from the trailer was from so late in the season. So, yeah. like – we would, like, you could easily just be like, oh, well, this hasn't happened yet. This hasn't happened yet. Versus, like, I feel like half, if not more, than the trailer got crossed off in, like, this episode. Yeah. I guess the next yeah. episode we should reevaluate and, like, like we just haven't... cross everything off and talk about, like, what's left over. Yeah. Like, I, you know, obviously this episode we didn't see creepy dude. Um, and we didn't see, like, Clark dancing in her pajamas or... <laughs> Like, at a nightclub. Like, there's definitely stuff that we didn't see, and we might see it in the next episode, but, like, I feel like we saw a lot of it. Uh Uh-huh. Like, Uh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, TV shows to recommend, Jane? I want to recommend Farscape, um, which, you know, is an old show, but... (laughs) Old sci-fi, right? Old sci-fi. I kind of discovered it on Amazon. I was just looking through stuff, um... And it's really cool. I mean, the props are a little out there, but, <laughs> um, but, but it's really interesting because, um, I mean, first of all, it takes place in a universe where there's only one human. Um, every, everything else is aliens. Um, there's a lot of humanoid aliens, aliens that look like humans. Um, but yeah, there's only one actual human. So it's really cool because usually these, these things are written from the point of view of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is, this is a little different. And so, but I, I also like the, the themes that they're exploring so far. I mean, I'm still in season one so far. Um, it's very heavily focused on issues of, um, conflict and negotiation, de-escalation, um, uh, getting to know your enemy, uh, humanization of your enemy and things of that sort. Um, there's constantly these moments when two groups or two people who 
uh, are very uh, alien to each other mm-hmm. come, you know, in contact and there's like that volatile moment that might, if you, you know, it might go one way or it might go another way. You know, the, there's a chance that like conflict will break out here uh, or you'll be able to de-escalate it. And there's, a, there's at least one character who is really good at, doing this and every time like they come across a new type species or whatever they have to kind of learn okay they look kind of creepy or whatever and you know but we they're they also just want to survive and you know so like this sort of humanizing your enemy is a very um um, running theme of the show so yeah i like it okay all right do you have anything to recommend bubs did i ever recommend the dragon prince Remember, you know that I don't have a short-term or long-term memory. <laughs> Apparently, I don't either. Um, I guess I'll recommend two things then. Um, I'll recommend The Dragon Prince, which is has its second season now on Netflix. If you liked um, Legend of Korra or Avatar The Last Airbender, I believe it's this. I was going to say, like, it's kind of like that. But then I was like, oh, right, it's also the same creators. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's really fun. And it kind of, like, there's a lot of cartoons I watch in the background. But this one in particular... It made me kind of, like, sit up and pay attention. So I think it's a good one. Um, the other thing, like, Shaheen was making me think of, like, old sci-fi. And I'm sure that I've recommended this before. But for anyone who hasn't seen um, Star Trek Universe. So I wasn't, like, big on the Star Trek. Um, or Star, Star Trek. Stargate Universe. Um, the Stargate franchise. But so I only saw Stargate Universe. But it actually was a really great standalone one. And I was so impressed by it. I think it only has one or two seasons. So it's easy to get through. Um, but it's, like supreme quality um and i don't think a lot of people watched it like it was one of those that kind of like went unnoticed so if anyone wants like a sci-fi one um along the, if they watch starscape or farscape and like it i think that stargate universe is a natural progression okay yeah all right um thank you uh i will recommend uh and i know that i'm late to the game on this uh russian doll um yeah which uh was a show on netflix uh with natasha leone and some uh, some guy i can't remember his name i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. um and it's it's basically the entire season is sort of a groundhog day episode um except it doesn't it's not it's not frustrating in the same way as that a groundhog day episode could be um because kind of sort of the premise the premise of the show is a bit is a bit different in that um the day keeps repeating um this isn't even a, I would say that this is not a spoiler since like you find out like immediately in the first episode um, because, because she's dying. Like she dies every day and comes back to the same point. And so it's sort of about her and this other guy figuring out why and how and like how to break it and like what all led to this moment and whether or not they can. And for a show that sort of deals with, repeated death and sort of like wondering like what the fuck it means that you just that the, that the universe keeps thinking that you have to die um they kind of really stuck the landing on on this interesting like sort of a melting pot of, of stew of mental health um if that makes sense but you've seen it right bubs yeah no i was gonna reiterate i think one of the hardest things um there's a lot of interesting storylines with like groundhog's day type things but a lot of the times and like i think about the x-files episode monday <laughs> it does get frustrating and infuriating and russian doll really found a way to like not take it to that make level. it an entire season like the yeah. entire season is yeah. a groundhog day it- like 
exactly. episode. Exactly. Um, and it, it, it really sticks to landing. Did yeah, you that? like it really sticks to landing. I was not expecting the show to end the way that it did and sort of the like, I felt good after. And given where you start in that first episode, you really don't think that that's where you're going to end up. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, I think you should watch it, Shaheen. I, I, I would be really curious about what you what you would think about that show, because um, yeah. it's also right. fucking weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, unless you guys have anything else, um, I will pause politely to let you guys chime in. <laughs> Nope. All right, great. Um, next episode, we'll be doing uh, The 100 Season 6, Episode 2. Um, again, we are back uh, for weekly pods um, now that we are in live session with, with The 100. Um, as a, just a reminder, um, we'd love to hear back from you about how terrible we are at Maybe Geek Again on Twitter. And we will also post this on Reddit, um, where we, we love having discussions with people. Um, thanks thanks for uh, chatting, chatting The 100 with me, guys. Thanks for wrangling. Oh, oh. Did I did I rush you guys too much? No, I feel like sometimes I talk too much, so I'm appreciative that you like stop me because like I can't I tell. It's hard. We to, didn't like... we didn't say goodbye. We didn't sign oh, well, off. No, I was about to say goodbye. Okay, goodbye, Jesus. Okay, maybe geek again, guys. Hi, everyone, <laughs> I do a bad job. <laughs>